Yo, it's Death of the Cloud Chaser TV, man. We back up in this thing again, you dig? Hey, man, we got a very special guest online, man. Hey, man, uh, can you introduce yourself and let them know where they can follow you at? Oh, man, you already know what it is, man. It's your man, Richie Evans, live and direct. Mr. Arizona in the flesh. Uh, you can get me at, at Who is Richie on Twitter, Facebook, all my social media sites. It's Who is Richie. Holla at me. Oh, for sure, man. So, like, um, we're going to get into it, man. We got a lot to discuss with you, man. We're going to go um, to the whole uh, 50 Cent, Jimmy Henchman, um, yeah. the game. Um, yeah. You know, this the whole G-Unit, then it turned to G-Unit not, right? But right, um, right. let's just give them a quick background, man. We appreciate you for being on the plat- platform, man. Salute. Appreciate that. Uh, shout out on uh, Wrong Kind East Podcast, man. If y'all ain't already sub, y'all need to go ahead and sub But right now. You dig? Hey man, uh Brazy K salute fam. My boy be putting a lot of this shit together. You hear me? But um let's get to it, man. Like, so when it comes down to um like your upbringing, you know, say a lot of people, you know, they they know your name because I put up the post earlier, they already knew you was. So when you're talking juice, they know juice, you know, uh originally from uh you said Philadelphia in Arizona. So could you talk about like that? Like when you left Philadelphia and went into uh Arizona. Yeah, man, you know, like I said, uh, you know, I was born out, you know, out east. I was born in Philly, you know what I mean? And I ended up moving out to Arizona, you know what I'm saying? My father was in the military, so we moved out. Um, you know, you know, half of my family stayed out east and half of my family stayed out west, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, you know, yeah, we planted our roots out in Phoenix, but every summer, every Christmas, I would go back east to see my grandma, see my uncles and everybody like that. So I was still able, able to get the best of both worlds, you know what I'm right. saying? Um you know, also, I think that that was a solid, solid thing. And, you know, you know, for me, that was that was very beneficial, especially for the music aspect, because at that time, you know. I, I want to say, you know, the, you know, the West kind of just had its own identity was just like, you know, the low lows, the six fours and, you know, everything was, you know, melodic. You know what I'm saying? Like, like right. that's what it was for. And, you know, the East, everything was just known for like just you know bars you know what i'm saying and, and, and metaphors you know what i'm saying so um by me coming from you know coming from the east and planting my roots in the west i think that i was blessed to have you know the best of both worlds my nigga and and, and that's what kind of helped build me who, who, who i am today juice aka richie evans you know yeah so what age we talking in like what year if you can remember oh shit i moved shit i moved from philly when i was five okay and I, you know what i mean like i said from five to you know, 16 years old, you know what I'm saying? You know, I was, I was out West, you know, we, we ended up moving a couple other places. Cause like I said, my father was in the military, but we ended up coming back to Arizona and planting our roots. So majority of my, my, my life and childhood, you know what I'm saying? Was out West. You know what I mean? Gotcha. 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 So like, um, you know, coming up, like, um, uh, talk about like, um, how was you like a teenager, man? Like growing up, um, you know, I would say the first signs of you, you know, so I would say jumping off the porch, like what age was you? You know, I was, uh, shit, to keep it all the way solid with you, I was probably about 13, 14, man. It was that era where, you know, you know, especially on the West, you know what I'm saying, NWA, Ice Cube, you know what I'm saying, a lot of cats who was who was really, you know, coming from that Boys in the Hood era, you know what I mean, Minister right. Society, about, you know what I'm saying, you know, you know, a lot of those movies and a lot of those things was very influential in a lot of niggas' lives from the West, Um you know, at that at that particular time, you know what I'm saying? You know, one of my favorite, you know, MCs of all time is Ice Cube. You know what I mean? He went ahead and laid the foundation and blueprint down. And I was so memorized by him, my nigga, like, I wanted to follow that moniker. You know what I'm saying? Right. And 
you know, again, like I said, man, you know, you know, growing up, of course, you make a lot of wrong, wrong decisions. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you really, really step into some of the gangbang life, you know, kind of step into the hustling life. You're really trying to find your niche on really, you know, what you was about. You know what I mean? Really trying to really solidify who your first and last name is. You know what I'm saying? So niggas can really, really, you know, you know, really respect that platform. You know what I mean? Right. So. As time as time went on, you know, me just kind of putting in my little work, doing this, doing that, you know, I really fell in love with music. You know what I'm saying? Music was like a real, real outlet for me. Like I used to fight a lot back in the day. You know what I mean? I was just an angry, you know, angry kid, you know, trying to trying to trying to find his lane. But I used music as a, as an outlet. You know, mm-hmm. I, I used to, have to go to anger management, my nigga, for years. You know what I mean? I never told kids about it because I didn't want niggas to think I was crazy. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you end up hearing a kid and junior high to high school going to anger management you know talking about he going to see a therapist you know everybody get to talking like that nigga crazy so um you know i went for a while man and um you know you know they they they, they really helped me turn my anger into the music you know what i'm saying you know she was like yo you know you know why don't you channel your your, your anger elsewhere so i just started you know rapping freestyling carrying a book with me you know what i mean kind of writing down my emotions and thoughts and i really start getting super super nice with the shit and it really just start becoming a thing you know what i mean and you know back then you know what i'm saying it was big on reality rap which you saw you know what i'm saying you saw the hustlers you saw the dealers you saw the clean you know the niggas who was really getting money you saw you know you know everything that was around you. I was just trying to create that and put that, you know, into my own verbiage and in, in, in my own visual. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, as time went by, you know what I mean. I really started gaining a local, a local respect when it when it when it came to the music. You know what I mean? Like I I, I was running around battling niggas. You know what I'm saying? In front of barbershops, slinging you know tapes for ten to fifteen dollars, and you know I was I was I was big on gaining my respect on kind of who I was. And which ultimately kind of led to how I end up meeting the game and, and signing with him. You know what I'm saying? A few years, yeah. you know, later. Um, so let me hold on before you get there. Like, um, did you have um, like like growing up? Were you seeing like the you know with the music and everything? Like, was it any? Um, I have to ask. Like, was it any gang influence? Because you know we know Black Wall Street for being a label full of blood. So was it any gang influence in your early beginning before you even got to the game? No, for sure, for sure. I mean, like I said, in Phoenix, you know, people got to tend to realize, you know, especially out West, it's a blood and crypt. You know, the West is full with bloods, crypts, and essays. You know what I'm saying? So, especially from where I'm from in like Arizona, you know what I mean? You got to, you got, you got to, you know, you got to, you got a culture of that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like I said, especially out West, you know, a lot of your cousins be Pyrus, you know, half your other cousins, you know what I'm saying? They're from the 60s, you know, they from, you know, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Amen's wherever, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it was just for me, a lot of my upbringing was just around, you know, a lot of bloods because that was just the block I was, I was from, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like on that block was just, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as bad as niggas think, you know what I'm saying? At that particular time point, because, you know, I knew a lot of bloods and, and a lot of crips, my nigga who really respected each other and got money together. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, eventually, you know, you know, shit started getting a little bit left when, 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 when the rules and principles kind of start going out the window, you know what I'm saying? But you know, back back then with me a little bit, man, everybody still had a keen, keen, keen respect. You know what I'm saying, and and, and really knew knew how to make it move the way the way the way it should be. Gotcha. So like going into the um game, so um when you when you meet in the game now, you know you've been pursuing your record career, like you said, you've been slanging CDs. You know, you the first one out there. You know, with the hustle when it comes to this music business, you know um they call it out the trunk, right? 
Um, so with that being said, like, how did you meet Game and what year was this? Like going into that, that was your first record deal, correct? Yeah, yeah, my first my first yeah. record deal. Um, I got signed in two thousand nine. Um, what happened was, man, I was leaving the studio, man, and I just found out that I was having a kid, and I was just kind of mentally fucked up. So I told my engineer. I said, man, just burn me a disc so I can listen through it. I'm going to go ahead and cancel the day session. And he was mm-hmm. like, cool. So on the way to the crib, I wanted to stop by and have a drink or two just to kind of get my thoughts in line. But when I pulled up, I seen there was a Lambo out front. So I was like, man, you know, somebody in here. I don't know who we're here, but somebody in here. Right. So I walked in there a little bit, and then my man was like, oh, you know, game is for his beats in here. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what's up. So I go to the bar, man, get me a drink. When I pat my pat my pocket to pull out my wallet to get my money, I felt I still had that disc in my back pocket that I asked the engineer to burn me. You know what I mean? So I go get a drink. I look at the disc and I walk up to the VIP section. And uh, his manager comes down and you know his, his security and people. And I was like, hey, you know, listen, I you know I'm not really trying to you know cause no commotion and nothing. I'm just a young nigga really trying to push my line. I was like, you think I'd be cool if I walk up and get his disc again? He was like, ah, you know what? I don't think it's the time, little homie. But if you give it to me, you know, I'll make sure he get it. That's his manager, right? That's his manager at the time. Now, at this at this particular point, you know, as a young nigga who really been on the mission and on the move, you know what I'm saying, to kind of get his get his name and weight up. We we all been there before. We did well, we didn't gave a dish to a manager or gave it to a security guard, and it never got back to the person it was supposed to get to. Mm-hmm. So the type of feeling that I was at at that particular time, just hearing like, yo, I'm about to have a newborn baby. My nigga, I was in grind mode. You know what I'm saying? I was like, shit, I got to make something happen. Nigga, I'm about to have a kid. So, you know, I told buddy, I said, all due respect, bro, bro. I was like, I'm not here to try to get an autograph for being no groupie, my nigga. I just want to make sure he get the disc. And he was like, nah, I'm sorry. I can't do it. Just give it to me. Well, game gets up from the bar. I mean, gets up from the, from the couch and walks over to the bar. So when game leave, Everybody moves with them. Security, management. So I just jump in the VI. So I walk up. So 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 as they moving, I'm you know I grab the dish and I walk up to him, and I go to tap him on his shoulder. Security snatched me like aggressively, yeah. and I know the hell and the source kind of made it seem like I was in this wrecking up shit, causing a commotion. That really wasn't what it was. It was like listen, I was trying to hand homie the disc. His security guard ended up grabbing my arm in a forceful manner. And as any man, anybody who touched any man aggressively, you know what I'm saying, is going to automatically jump back in fight back mode. You know what I'm saying? Right. So for me, it was an automatic reaction. My nigga just bing, bing, bing. Hit his bodyguard. His other bodyguard snatched me up by the throat. They wrapped me up right quick. Game turned around looking at me like, who is this nigga in fight back mode? And I just told him, I said, look, game, all due respect, I didn't come in here to cause no commotion. I found out that I was having a kid today. I said, I got one disc on me, homie. I said, you know, I've been I've been through this shit before. If you if, if you take this disc and throw it away, I'd be cool. At least I know you got it. You know what mm. I'm saying? And he took the disc. My nigga, they, you know, held me for about a good five minutes until him and Swiss Beats walked out. I seen him walk in the Lambo. And the next day I got a phone, a phone call talking about this is the kid game and a plane ticket. And I was on my way to LA. Boom. Wow. Just, Just like that. Just like that. Now. So like okay, so now you get this plane ticket. Right. You hop off the plane, like you already got the you already came across the phone call, you got all that. Like, what's your first, you know what I'm saying? Like your first your feeling when you hit that, like you come in LA, right? Yeah. So you I get mean, off you that know, plane in that airport. 
man, you know, I had, I, had, I had a million emotions running through my body. You know, at first I kind of was like, yo, what if this nigga playing? Or, or like, what if, what if, yeah. what if nothing comes out of it? You know what I'm saying? Secondly, it was kind of like, if this nigga asked you to come to LA, nigga, and he give you a minute to spit, you better lose your motherfucking mind. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I knew that it'd be the defining moment for me. You know what I mean? So um, as soon as I land, you know, he picked me up from the airport. Nigga got the brand new S550. I remember hopping in that motherfucker, my nigga, and, you know, he was like, what's up? I was like, what's up? Got in the car. He's playing some of his album. He was like, we're going to go by my crib and drop off your bags. We're going to head straight to the studio. So mind you, my nigga, like, you know, I go from being a fan of this nigga, you know what I'm saying, and really wanting to get getting in my music to getting a plane ticket and really, you know, getting in this nigga car going directly straight to, you know, the you know studio to build. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, we get to the studio, man. You know, Kanye West is at the board and uh, Common is sitting back there. You know, it's, um, you know, that you don't walk in and, you know, game get to get with Kanye, you know, working on some music or whatever. And game finds a beat, but he takes it to the other room to write. And then um, so while he doing that, Kanye is actually at the board playing, playing some records. He's just playing playing beats so the whole time when i was on my way to la i'm on the plane writing me something hard you know what i mean because i know he's gonna ask me to spit so i'm trying to memorize it while kanye's skimming through these beats you know what i'm saying he yeah. over here so I'm, I'm skimming through them and i got my head down and i'm shaking and he asked me he goes yo you got something to this and you know i was like yeah and he let go in there mm. now Kanye said this, mind you, my nigga. Kanye. Like, Kanye said this. He's like, go in there. So I knew right then and there, two things Two things got to happen. When I go in here, I really got to spit that shit. If I can get Kanye's head to Bob, I'm, I'm doing my job. Facts. You know what I'm saying? If Facts. I don't, yes, mate, take the first plane ticket back to the city, my guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, I go in there, my nigga, and he playing the beat, and I get the spilling. And I see that nigga head nod. And I was like, okay. Game come come in maybe 25 seconds later. He's standing at the board, but you know, game is a different type of emotional nigga. He shows no emotion. He blank faced. And I'm like, man, I gotta get this nigga game head to Bob. If I can get game head to Bob, then I'm on. You know? Nigga, yeah. uh he didn't bob his head, but he stopped the music and he told me to come out. And I was like, shit, he about to send me home, my nigga. I walk out. The nigga jump in, and the nigga end up laying the hook on the shit I just did. And then he came out, and he was like, young, and that shit is fire. He called his assistant. The nigga Damo came through. The nigga had a bag full of Black Wall Street chains, and the nigga threw me one. And he was like, let's just get busy. Mm. And that's kind of the story, kind of how, how that shit started with, with, with me being, you know what I'm saying, one of the first ever Black Wall Street artists. Well, I was the first. So there was there was two artists there before me. There was a kid named Young Life, and there was a kid named Clyde Carson out the bay. But each of them were brought by other people. Um, the reason why I was so fully effective with Black Wall, because I was the first artist that game picked. You know what I'm saying? Like, his manager didn't pick me, or, or his friend didn't pick me. You know, I was handpicked by him. You know what I mean? So that was a big accomplishment within itself. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's shit. I got, yeah, shit, I already know. So... Them other two artists pretty much got, you know, it was brought on by like manager or someone telling them about right. them. But 
you was right. picked because um the simple fact you, you gave him that CD and you know right. whatever you told like what you said similar what you told him but I'm sure it was a little bit more and uh yeah. whatever you told him it was shit heartfelt and he felt it you know what I mean For but sure. uh CT salute man y'all salute everybody in the chat man y'all share this on Facebook please hey uh so now going into that, like so now you got you got Kanye West, right? You got all these, like, I'm pretty sure it's major producers around because you're talking the documentary, correct? Right. So so actually the documentary was done. So now game was already five million, six million records sold at that point. Now mm -hmm. now Interscope gave them the you know distribution deal to sign artists. Right. You know what I mean? So now I wanted to follow the, the you know G unit moniker at this point. You know what I'm saying? He was like, shit, let me go find a couple of artists and let me sign them and put them out like Lloyd Banks and, and Yayo. And, you know what I'm saying? He wanted, yeah. to, you know, he wanted to buy the 50s, 50s moniker for itself. You know what I'm saying? Which was which was smart. Um, at that particular time, we was working on his second album. Literally at that time, we just started working on um, The Doctor's Advocate at that point. Got you, got you. So the second album. So like, yeah. okay, so going into the second album, you know, matter of fact, that's why Kanye was there because he got that hit on there, right? On that right. second album, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the video, like I said, you know, everything from one blood to you know all that shit. My nigga, we we you know collectively got it, got in that lab and and, and really got to put putting that shit together on everything. So like like so with this going on now, you know, he puts out this second album, and now yeah. you know if I'm not mistaken, this is when the you know saying the deal come with the shoes, you know saying the G U not. And then right. he starts to uh come at 50 cent and it's a back and forth right. thing. Um right. was you, you was of course you was around, but um what right. type of situation did that that have on you? Man, that was you know that that situation alone affected not just me, it affected everybody on the label. You know yeah. what I mean? Everybody on the label at that at that point. You know what I'm saying? I mean, as far as just you know, you know, game, you know, game, game was five, six million records sold at that point. You know what I'm saying? He was, he, he was, you know, his, his, his star status was, was super up. Um, right. Him and 50 really, really had real life beef. And it wasn't, it wasn't like some, some, you know, some street personal shit. It was over business, of course. You know what I mean? He ended up, you know, truthfully speaking, you know, game just was a young nigga who, he got offered a contract and situation that, you know, he felt that he maybe can get out of in a, you know, short amount of time, but it wasn't that, you know, he, you know, he's putting all this work in, he's selling all these, you know, records. And then it comes back to the point to where I think that the percentages just didn't add up for him. You know, he, you know, like I said, game putting in the work, doing all the groundwork, you know, he, he being, he being the artist, but when that check got cut to come back, you know, it was a percentage to Dr. Dre, a percentage to, you know, Jimmy yeah, Iveen. Yeah. So it was a percentage to 50 Cent. It was a percentage to Jimmy Hinchman. It was a percentage to, um, I forgot, he had another co-manager at the time. Um, I forgot his name. You know, he had a he had a percentage too. You know, you take that alone right right then and there, my nigga, that's, that's, that's you know, five people at, you know, say 15, 20%. That's damn near 100% of the pie. You know what right. I mean? Shout out, you know what I mean? Sirens 80 for rolling. Yeah, that's the Kanye joint. That's love. Um, but yeah, like you know, that's a that's a that's a hundred percent of the pie, my nigga. So you just sold all these records and everybody get they get their money, you know, you know, everybody get millions, but the nigga who really put the work in, you look at your check and your shit ain't adding up. Of course that's gonna cause some friction in the building. Yeah, and especially right. you take 
a nigga, especially when you take a nigga who's straight off the curb. Hmm. That nigga straight off the block with it. You know what I'm saying? So of course, you know, and and he was young. So, you know, of course he didn't really, I want to say maybe conduct himself in a manner, you know, professionally, business-wise, that that a lot of niggas wanted him to be. You know what I'm saying? But when you also dealing with real gangsters too, you know, that's not that's not that's not mistake. 50, 50 a gangster too, my nigga. You know what I mean? And, 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 and when you got those two going head to head and 50 kind of being the CEO of the label you signed to, my nigga can shut your water off whenever you want to. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And 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 that's and that's kind of where shit start getting personal, where you know that budget start getting cut. Like, okay, nigga don't want to listen, I'm gonna cut this budget. So when he cut the budget for him, you know, cut the budget for everybody, everybody up under that. And, you know, you know, respectfully, you know, you know, shout out to Jimmy Henchman. You know what I'm saying? You know, Jimmy being games, games manager and being, you know, against the anti-coon too. You know what I'm saying? You know, he came to the, you know, came to the table and made sure that he can, you know what I'm saying? Give, you know, give, give, give the brand everything it needed to kind of sustain through that, through that term. So like, so like when you say that, like, so he did like, um, it was a motion for him to come in and, and, and give it, you know, send that president when it came to the um the East Coast since he was going the West was pretty much going at the East Coast at this time, right? Right. A little so, bit after like, that. So Jimmy coming, so Jimmy coming along is more so like do you think it was more so like um, you know, just to let them know that it ain't no tension between the West and the East? Uh well, you know, well, like, you know, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy been been managing game though beforehand. You know what before, I'm saying? Before the um beef with Fifty Cent, yeah, yeah. Before the beef, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy managed him on the first album. You know what I'm saying? So, but you know, Jimmy and Fifty, like I said, I you know I don't really speak on shit I necessarily don't know. But Jimmy and Fifty, you know, kind of had issues prior to Game anyway. You know what I'm saying? You know, being from New York and you know running running from you know you know the Supreme team and all types of other shit. You know what I'm saying? There was like a lot of things, you know, that, that, that they already had brewing. So once you add that and add what's really going on with game, you know what I'm saying? Now tensions is really, really heightened. Like now nigga, this shit ain't about nigga. We, we on tour for six months, nigga. And I'm in a bulletproof vest every day. Hmm. We gotta have, yeah. Bulletproof Suburbans, you know, 50 been on the Bulletproof, you know, Suburban shit. Now game got Bulletproof Suburbans. Like now it's it's gone from let's make music and break this bread professionally, corporately to now that you're dealing with two real street niggas that really got a lot of influence in these streets that anything can happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no doubt. You got you got Jimmy Henchman as well, who was a real known tycoon as well. That's with all the shit. So, you know, you know, it, it, it was a. You know, it was a real intense situation at that point, bro. Real life. Got you. So, like, uh, so moving into like Fifty Cent, like, did you ever have any runners? Like, did y'all y'all camp ever run into Fifty Cent on tour or something like that? Yeah, we had we had a couple runners. I remember we went to New York. They had us at BET um, One Hundred Six and Park, and I don't know whoever thought it was the greatest idea, but they um, they booked us to do One Hundred Six and Park. Fifty was there at 106 and Park, and they booked Fat Joe the same day, too. So it was a lot of tension in that building. You know what I mean? Everybody was trying to keep everybody at different odds and different eras in the in the spot. Um, I remember we ran into Young Buck one night in New York as well. We had, we had a photo shoot at AOL, 
and they had us performing up upstairs and young buck was doing a you know a, um, a photo shoot downstairs you know what i'm saying like you know there was there was a lot of times when niggas really crossed paths where you know the tension was about to be automatically what it was you know yeah was um, you there uh with the famous the famous uh hot 97 incident i wasn't there for that one but i was there for when um we went to the radio station and um Tony Ayo and, and his man slapped uh Jimmy Hensman's son. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We was we was we was leaving the radio station, and I don't know who who had a brilliant idea to uh you know book G Unit right after us, but we ended up jumping in the van and leaving. And we asked him if he wanted, you know, to, to you know to jump in the whip. And he was like, nah, you know, my dad's office is right here. You know, Czar Entertainment was like damn near right across the street. So he was like, I'll walk. So we ended up getting in the van and we going back to the hotel. 15 20 minutes later nigga everybody's you know what i mean phones is on fire and you know they said that you know what i mean uh g when it pulled up and tony ayo and um i forgot the other nigga's name you know what i'm saying they end up slapping the little henchman and that nigga was a kid at the time mm. you know what i mean under 18. yeah the nigga was like at the time i think my nigga was only like 16 15. you know what i mean he really wanted to grow you know um so yeah man i mean you know there's there's been some there's been some stories man no, no doubt, no doubt. So, like, um, with all this going on, man, like, is this like, like moving forward? Like, what type of relationship a year, a year or two after that, that you know, when yeah. you first signed into um the game, the um Black Wall Street records, yeah. um, or what was the like, what was the feeling then? How was you feeling towards the label? You know, when we when when everything first popped off, my nigga, we was booming. We was probably one of the biggest, you know, what I'm saying the biggest teams out besides you know uh, Dipset. You know what I'm saying? G Unit. Um, who else, man? You know, you know, T.I. had his grand hustle shit cracking down there in uh, ATL. You know, early on, everything was moving. But like I said, when, you know, 50 and, you know, the label and everything kind of just started collapsing and they ended up cutting that check, you know, we all were still in our contracts. Of course, we wasn't going to jump ship on Big Homie because, you know, there's a there's a loyalty and a, you know, you know, you know, sense of brotherhood when 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 a nigga give you an opportunity to to really showcase your skills on a worldwide platform you know what i'm saying so i think everybody held it down as much as we could um until you know it got to the point to where a lot of us had some other op opportunities to to go directly to interscope or go directly to universal or go directly to warner brothers so at that particular time man, a few of us really just got to chopping it up with him you know and he, you know he gave us our our release and it was like man you know i don't want to stop none of my young niggas from getting their money Y'all know it's still love. Y'all niggas know it's still black wall forever. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's love. No, right. No, 100%. No. So, like, um, so now with the name change, like, what made you do the name change? Because if people don't know, uh, you no longer go by Juice. You go by uh, Richie Evans. So how, how did yeah. that Um, uh, For me, man, it, it was growth. You know, I felt like, you know, you know, you know, to me, you know, game at, at that point, you know what I'm saying, game game was a tycoon as well you know what i'm saying i mean his name holds a lot of weight and value and i just felt like in order for me to really solidify who i am and you know create my brand and really create my legacy i had to come from out under that you know un, you know under that umbrella you know what i mean i feel like you know everybody who knew me you know game stamped me so hard and so fast you know i felt like i never had my own identity it was always yo that's juice that you know that young nigga nice you know, that's that's game artists, which was great at the time. 
but it eventually comes to the point where you want niggas to really fuck with you off of your own merit, your own, you know, credibility, your own right. credential. You know what I'm saying? So for me, you know, with everything that went on with, you know, Jimmy Hinchman, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, everything kind of collapsing and, you know, game leaving, Interscope and, you know, going over to do his thing. And, you know, I felt like in order for me to make my way, I got to have, I, I had to make a clean slate for myself. You know what I mean? And uh, that's, that's kind of, that's, that was, that was the reason for it. <clears throat> No doubt, no doubt. So, like, um, so like, you now are you get you got a label situation or what? Yeah, yeah, I got a um, you know what I'm saying. The name of my company is the Evans Administration. Um, we just did a situation with Universal Ingrooves over there. Um, you know, Young MA is under there, Royce the Five Nines under there. Hmm. You know, I'm under there. You know what I'm saying? So, I you know I'm in a situation right now where I'm able to, you know, be more involved. In, 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 in my career, you know what I'm saying, as well as setting up the foundations for a couple of young niggas, you know what I'm saying, that I want to bring up in due time after I really solidify this, you know, this uh, platform. Uh, you know, right now we got the new record with me and the boy Mano called The Purge that's available on all the platforms right now. Uh, make sure y'all y'all check that out. I got a record called Overdose on Arrogance that's available right now. We just dropped the video, The World Started, premiered it, did all that. Shout out to them. But um, yeah, man, yeah. we have so to work. The, the newest single is the one with Mayno, and it's called The Purge, correct? Yeah, Y'all yeah. Check that out. Yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt. So, like, um, you got a video coming out for that or what? Yeah, actually, you know what I'm saying? Me and Mayno talked the other day, man. You know, this whole COVID shit kind of really put a damper in, in the whole, you know, game plan. You know what I'm saying? We end up dropping a street record, putting it out. We start getting some noise from it, and then, like I said, COVID hit, and you know, we really couldn't do what we wanted to do. I mean, I know everything ain't opened up 100% yet, but right now is the perfect time where we about to schedule this probably within the next two weeks. I'm going to shoot out the NY, man. We're going to make it a movie out there. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. really make it do what it got to do. Dope, dope, dope. So, like, well, let me ask you since, you know, um, you brought up the track with Mano, and um, yeah, he's featured on it. Um, What's your relationship with him? Did you have a relationship with him from the beginning, like when you first got in the game or uh? Well, how it how it happened with Mano is I met Mano one time before, and then I ended up like I said before this record dropped the purge. I dropped a record called Overdose on Arrogance, and he heard it. You know what I mean? And you know he was just like, "Young nigga, I I fuck with this. Like I ain't I ain't really too you know into the weirdo shit. You know what I mean?" He was like, "But you one of the few young niggas I'm you know I'm, I'm really I'm really hearing you right now." And he was like, "Anything you need from me, I got you." So I was like, right. nigga, I "Um, like I said, as time went on, the whole COVID shit hit." And I was in the studio, you know, working and I was just speaking on it. And I was like, I got to find a nigga who can really embody that, 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 that feeling. You know what I'm saying? You know, Mano, Mano always been a nigga who stand on a certain type of integrity and loyalty as well as being a solid one. So I felt that he would be able to, you know, you know, you know, bring that, that same type of emotion, you know what I mean? On that record. And um, like I said, I sent, you know, I talked to him, sent it to him. My nigga sent it 24 hours later. And that shit, that shit, that shit, that shit is tough, man. Super tough. No, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, man. So, like, um, you know, we definitely want to, you know what I'm saying, I don't want to give them everything right now. Um, we, we got a lot going on, like, far as what we just told them. So I want them to be able to um, listen up and yeah. get, get some type of understanding and uh, definitely go check out that music. Um, yeah, man. I was listening to that, that joint earlier, so that's that's going to be hard, right? But yeah. um, the, I'm sure the video, what I'm saying is the video going to be a movie. But, um. Juice had his homie, 
what is it? Juice is homie. He recorded with Eastwood. Yeah, would have been a biopic. They were born born in the era before history will remember them better than they were treated. Salute, salute, MS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out the boy Eastwood. You know what I'm saying? Eastwood was um he was a part of Black Wall Street early on as well. You know he played um he was in the uh, Tupac biopic actually. Yeah. And he was in the movie All Eyes on Me, you know what I'm saying? And you know, he you know, like like you know, game game really, really, really has some young niggas that, that was that was ready, man. Like I said, I hope, you know, I, I wish one, you know, I, I wish I wish one day, you know, there may be a biopic or something about that, but I wish I wish it all come out because he has some niggas, boy, that was ready. Yeah, no, no doubt. So do you have a relationship with uh going ongoing relationship with game to this day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I told you, man, you know, for me. You know, I always feel that I will forever be indebted to Game because he gave me an opportunity to be known on a worldwide stage. And like I said, there is a loyalty and there is a brotherhood that I will always respect with that. You know what I mean? Like I said, you know, I, I talk to him every now and then. I mean, you know, every time I go to L.A., I make sure I tap in with him, you know, to check on his well-being. You know, he got a lot of shit going on right now with his business and, and, and life thing. But, you know, that's, you know, even though things didn't work out the way that, you know, all of us wanted to, my nigga, he's still, he's still my nigga. You know what I'm saying? And. You know, I always tell him, I was like, man, little monkey turned gorilla. I'm doing, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to, you know, watch what you did right and wrong and put it into my situation and try to make it a little bit more better than what you did. And if I do get that, my nigga, trust me, I'm going to come back and show that extra love, you know? No, 100, 100. So let me ask you one more question before we get up out of here. Um, Game got a new manager, um, WAC 100. Yeah. Um, like, do you have a relationship with him? Was it a relationship even back then? I know he came on early on. Game yeah, yeah, yeah. Told story with the ten thousand, I think it was, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wack been on, Wack been around for you know what I mean a minute. You know what I'm saying? Wack, Wack the, Wack, Wack the big homie. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, you know. A lot, I think I think a lot of people get Wack wrong. You know what I'm saying? Even me early on. You know what I'm saying? Being a young, a young G. You know, I I got him wrong at one point because you know he presses the line, but his loyalty and his 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 loyalty and his his respect for who he fuck with is unmatched. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know with him, my nigga, no matter what, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, he gonna be by you, nigga, sing, swim, or nothing. You know what I mean? So shout out to OG Wack 100, my nigga. He all, you know, like I said, you know, he always been a stand-up for me. Anything I ever needed from homie, he always came through in the clutch for me. So salute to Wack 100. No, salute, salute, man. Uh, is it anything? Because like I said, I want to definitely have you back up here again, man. Um, uh, Hopefully, um, after you drop the um, because the album ain't out, right? No, nah, we dropped actually, like I said, we, we pushed it back a little bit due to COVID, right? Uh, we were release date right now, man. Just um, like I said, man, uh, I you know, I, I, got, I got a new single dropping uh, featuring Rick Ross, you know what I mean? It's called Can't Knock the Hustle, that's gonna be the first single from my Can't Knock the Hustle with Rick Ross, yeah, it's, it's that's gonna be the first single dropping off my project called Can't Knock the Hustle, um. Like I said, even though the album is done, man, I'm still working and putting these, you know, pieces pieces together. But in the meantime, like I said, I really don't got an official release date because, you know, COVID kind of fucked it up a little bit. But like I said, man, you know, this shit going to drop here pretty soon. Hopefully the end of August, beginning beginning of September. I'm going to make sure I still drop some great music within the process. Um, like I said, get, get the purge, get overdose on arrogance on Spotify, all your platforms. Holler at me on social media. Yeah, man, make sure you get me back on, man, so we can really, really tap into it a little bit more next time. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. So what's the um what's your social media one more time for us? It's uh who is Richie. 
who is Richie. Dope, yeah. dope, dope, man. Dope, man. Y'all definitely go pick up everything you got going on, man. Uh, good brother, you blessing our platform. And like, if you ain't, if you just now tuning in, I suggest you hit the rewind because it was a lot said. But what we gonna do in the next episode, a lot the stuff that was said, we're gonna go into a little bit more detail and break it down. You feel me? But um, you know what I'm saying? Y'all see what's going on, man. Man, we salute yeah, you, man. man. We appreciate you being on this platform, man. It's definitely Cloud Chaser TV, man. Uh, salute Brazy K. Uh, salute the Wrong Kind East Podcast, man. Let me put that up there for you. Yeah, y'all go sub them up on um on YouTube as well as Instagram. You feel me? I believe it's the same on Twitter, man. Salute, man. Man, 